Well, it's good to see you here this morning. I thought was a beautiful song. Amen. And if that don't move you, something's wrong with you. And uh, y'all are never going to guess what my title today. <laughs> but you know, it was it was really fun. I mean, the way it hit me, I'd been thinking about this sermon that I'm going to do. I've been kind of working on it. And then they told me, said, well, we want to do a special. And I said, oh, okay, what are you going to do? They said, we're going to do Speak to the Mountain. Well, that was the sermon I was working on. So I think that's just God speaking. And that is so true as to what this song says. We, as the Christian, as the believer, have the authority to speak to the mountain. Now, most people think, you mean a mountain? Do, do we realize what our mountain is? It's not a, a, just a regular mountain. A mountain is your problems, the things that are hindering you in your life that you won't move. God says, you speak to the mountain. He don't say, you don't, you don't come to me. You speak to the mountain. I have given you the authority to speak to that mountain. You speak to that mountain and that mountain's going to have to move if you believe and do not doubt. Amen. Praise God. Uh, whew, I'm going to have to get started here in a minute. Uh, uh, here in, uh, I'm gonna, uh, my, my uh, scripture is Matthew 7. Chapter 17, verse 19 through 20. Listen very closely to what it says. Then the disciples came to Jesus apart. They got away from the other ones, just the disciples and Jesus. And they said, Why could we not cast out that demon? You know, and Jesus didn't hum haul around. He just looked at them. And Jesus said unto him, Because of your unbelief. That's many of our problems. Unbelief. If we believe, I'm going to go ahead, I'll finish reading it. If, it says, Because of your unbelief. For verily or truly, I say unto you, if you have the faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say, you, you shall say unto this mountain, your mountain, remove from here to yonder place, and it shall move, and nothing shall be impossible for you. If, but the whole thing is faith. Do you have faith? Do you believe God's word? Do you believe God's promises? Do you believe what God is telling you in his word? It says that we are to believe and not doubt. He says, He who doubts, do not let him think he shall receive anything. You'll find that in the book of James. If you doubt, don't even expect it. Because if you're doubting, you're not expecting it anyway. So do not doubt, but believe God's word. You know, there comes a time when we have to quit talking to God about our mountain, and you tell that mountain about your God. How big and powerful and wonderful your God is and how faithful he is to you. God has said something to you. He will keep his promise. He will keep his word. You, you can count on it. You know it. And uh, many ask, well, what do I say to a mountain? How do I move a mountain? 
What, how, how do I talk to them about my God? You just look at that problem, not square head on. You proclaim God's mighty power to your mountain. You declare God's sovereignty. You declare his faithfulness to you. You tell that mountain that you stand on God's word and, that he, and his promises and you do not doubt anything that your God has told you. You know, what kind of mountain do you have in your life? Each one of us have got some type of a mountain. I don't care who you are. I've got mountains. But you know, I've got one mountain already removed. When I was doing this sermon, there was a problem. I spoke to that problem in God's name, and that problem is fixing to, it's on its way right now of being removed. It's on its way of being removed. We owe the debt on this church. That debt is fixing to be about that high. Speak to your mountain and miracles happen. Speaking to that mountain, a miracle happened for this church. We was given a very nice gift. And now that mountain is going to be about like a molehill. Speak to your mountain. And that mountain has to move. Our mountain moved. Your mountain can move. You put your faith in God. And you watch that mountain move. It says that nothing, what did it say? And nothing shall be impossible for you when you put your faith in God. I want to share, right here, I've got something I want to share with you just a second. You say, you say, I've got authority. No, I don't. Jesus does. Here in Luke 10, 19. Listen, this is Jesus speaking to the disciples. He said, Behold, or listen up, guys. I give unto you power. Power. What is power? Power is authority. I give to you power. I give to you my authority. Jesus Christ was fixing to go back to heaven to be with the heavenly Father and sit at his right hand. Before he left, he told these disciples, I am giving my power to you to do what I did when I walked here upon this earth. This is the church. Jesus Christ has given the church his power. Why do not we use it? We don't. We want to sit back and say, oh, I wish this would I be. No, speak to the mountain. When you've got a mountain, you speak to it. You demand it. You use the authority that Jesus Christ gave you and you make that mountain move because that mountain will move because it has to. That's what Jesus said. Listen, behold, I give unto you power and authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. Now that's demons. He said, and over all the power of the enemy. What causes your mountains? What causes your mountains? The enemy. The enemy throws those mountains up in front of you. Trying to discourage you. Trying to make you walk away from your, your Lord. 
That enemy will do everything he can. What does it say in John chapter 10, verse 10? For Satan comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's his job. And then Jesus, on the other hand, says, But I have come to give you abundance. I have come to give you an abundance. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and Jesus comes, he says, that right, right here, I'm going to read it to you. He said, I came that you may have life and you may have it in abundance. How many of you got an abundance? Why hadn't you claimed it? Jesus says, I've came to do it. We need to claim what Jesus said he came to do. Because he's already been here. He's already done it. We have to claim it. We have to now speak to that mountain and tell that mountain to get out of our way. Otherwise, that mountain is going to continue to stay right in front of you and block you in this life. Here, in, in 1 John 3, 8... He said, and the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Do y'all realize he has already done that on the cross? It's already been done. We already have the victory. Why don't we claim that victory? The, the devil has already been defeated, he was defeated at the cross. How many of us ever come and we tell Satan, Satan, I rebuke you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I do that all the time. When something rises up, that's the first place I go. In the name of Jesus, Satan, you have to flee. You have to leave. Now he will, but he keeps coming back. And he will continue to come back. You have to keep rebuking him. You have to keep getting rid of him. Remember when Jesus was in the desert. It shows us in the Bible that he came to Jesus three different times. Each time that Jesus rebuked him, how did Jesus rebuke him? He used the word of God. Satan, it is written. Satan, oh, oh well, yeah, but you know. Uh, no, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. He, that devil was trying to get Jesus to turn rocks into bread. See, Jesus had been fasting 40 days and 40 nights, and that, where did Satan hit him? He figured he hit him in the weakest spot, hunger. He had to be hungry. He hadn't eaten 40 days and 40 nights. That's where he hits you, in your weakest point. He knows your weakest points. He knows your temptations. He knows what you will listen to. He knows that you will fall when he gives you the right temptation. Don't think he doesn't know what you do. Think he doesn't know what your thoughts are. No, he can't read your mind, but he's got so many little demons out there watching you. Satan's demons are like a well-manned army. There's ranks. And these demons report back to Satan. 
doing, what you're thinking. Well, how does he know what I'm thinking? By what comes out of your mouth. How many of you have ever said, oh, I just hate this. I just can't stand this. This just makes me sick. Oh, really? Then all of a sudden you start seeing more and more of it. We're not hiding anything. We're being watched. Satan is going to do everything he can to defeat you. He's going to do everything that he can to defeat you. You know, in the... Excuse me. You know, look at David and Goliath, just for a second. Goliath, he held an entire army captive. Why? How did he do it? Because of their fear of him. Many of us are held captive because of our fear. That's how, that's how Goliath helped, helped the whole Israeli army captive. They were afraid of Goliath. Here comes this little guy out here that's a sheep herder with a slingshot, and he defeats him because he believed in God. He trusted God. He says, Satan, when I throw this rock, there's only one spot it can hit that you're vulnerable right now. That was right between the eyes. He had on all kinds of armor. If you look at pictures, you'll see there's an open spot right there between his eyes. That's where the stone hit. God guided that stone because of David's faith. Where's your faith? How, what kind of faith do we have? Do we stand on our faith? Do we stand on the promises of God and what God has told us? Do we believe what God has said? You know, David did. And David came out the victor. You can come out victor over your problems, over everything that's coming against you. You can have victory. Yes, Goliath's weapon was intimidation. And that's how Satan works today. He intimidates you. He scares you. He puts fear in you. The Bible says Satan prowls around like a roaring lion. The key word here is like. Satan is an imposter. Jesus is the true lion. He is the lion of Judah. He's the real lion. He's the one that when he roars, everything's going to shake. Everything's going to shake when Jesus roars. He's going to shake that mountain in front of you when he roars. When you come to him in faith, that mountain will shake, that mountain will fall. He has all power and authority under heaven and on earth. There is not one bit of power that Jesus Christ does not have. And he has given that authority, like I said a while ago, to you, to the church. You know, as a church, we should live like we have that power. We should use that power. That's what he expects us to do. Like that song. Speak to your mountain. Speak with authority. 
And that mountain must move. And you can claim your victory in the name of Jesus. Look at what the Bible says. Have you ever just really thought about what the Bible says about you? Look at what the Bible says about us in Romans 8.31. If God be for you, who can be against you? There is nobody more powerful than God. If God's for you, who can come against you that God can't defeat? Nobody. First John 4, 4. You are of God, little children. That's you. And you have overcome them. You've overcome the world. You've overcome that in the world. Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Greater is the Holy Spirit who is living on the inside of you than he who is in the world. Who's in the world? Satan. Satan is the God of this world. The greater is he who is in you, the Holy Spirit, than he who is in this world. Have you ever used that power? Philippians 4.13 we can do all things. I like that. We can do. It didn't say, oh, well, we can do a few things. Or we can do some of the things. No, it said we can do all of the things. <clears throat> we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength. When something comes against you like your mountain... How many have ever prayed, God, give me your strength to come against this mountain? You're, God, I'm not asking you to do it. I'm asking you to give me the strength to come against that mountain. For your word said, you speak to your mountain. You speak. Use your authority. Use that authority that God give you. And that mountain is going to have to move. And the Bible also tells us in, in Romans 8.37 In all things we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. We, you are more than a conqueror. You're a champion. That's what a conqueror is. He's a winner. He's a champion. Because he listened to God. He followed God's word. He listened to God. It's just like I said a while ago. We need to stop telling that, that <clears throat> excuse me, we need to stop telling God how great our mountain is. Let's start telling that mountain how great our God is. Amen. Hey, problem. Hey, mountain. I'm going to talk to you just a minute. Do you realize who I am? Do you realize who you're coming against? You're coming against a child of God. That mountain may not realize who you were. Sometimes we've got to remind the mountain who we are. We're not somebody you can just come up here and push around. We're not somebody you come up here and just do whatever you want to with. We're not somebody that's just you can just come up here and we're going to fall at your feet and say, oh, I'm defeated. 
mountain, I'm telling you right now in the name of Jesus, you're going to have to leave. You've got to go. You can't stay here. I command you right now to depart from here and go move way over yonder. Get out of my way, mountain. Sometimes you've got to get the mountain's attention. Let the mountain know who you are. Let the mountain know you're not somebody he can just come around and push around, who he can fool with. When that problem arises, you let that mountain know right now who you belong to. That your, that your Father is God Almighty. Amen. And you don't want to make Him mad. It's time for the Christians to claim the victory that Jesus has already won for them on Calvary. Amen. We have already got the victory. We have to claim it. We have to use that victory that God has already given us. It's, you know, Jesus proclaimed the victory for the church. You know when he did this? When he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Notice, I shall build whose church? My church. His church. This, and he's not talking about this building either. He's talking about you. You are the church. He has filled you. When you accepted His Son, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior, He did something. He filled you with the Holy Ghost. You have more power in you than you ever thought you had. That Holy Ghost is just raring to get out of you and do something. You've got to release it. Release it against that mountain. Jesus did not say, we will build the church. No. He said, I will build my church. He made that pretty clear. If you want to read about that, go there in Matthew chapter 16, starting at a verse, I think it's about verse 13. Read on down through there. The church belongs to Jesus Christ. And guess what? So does the battle. You mean the battle goes to God? The battle belongs to God? I want to read you a scripture right here. I'm going to prove it to you. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15, listen to this. And God said, Hearken, all of Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, this says the Lord unto you. There was a large army coming against Israel. Jehoshaphat was king. He said, be not afraid, nor dismayed. Don't worry, don't be depressed. <clears throat> because of this great multitude that you see out there. For the battle is not yours, but God's. He says, this battle is not yours. You, you belong to me. You're my people. This battle belongs to me, and I'm going to take care of it. God takes care of many of our battles. Jesus said that the gates of hell would not prevail against his church. 
But did you notice something? Jesus did not say hell would not come against us. It said it would not prevail. It will not win. It will not prevail against us. And when hell does come against us, it will not succeed. Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. You are full of the Holy Ghost. You know what the Holy Ghost is? That is the very Spirit of God Himself. That's part of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God placed His Spirit in you when you accepted His Son, Jesus Christ. He said, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to talk with you. I'm, I'm going to go with you wherever you go. You'll never be alone. Wherever you go, you're not by yourself. Wherever you go, whatever you do, the Holy Spirit is with you. And we have to remember that. Probably we get out here and we get scared. We get frightened about something. That's when you should say, Okay, Holy Spirit, rise up. We're fixing to go to war. See what happens. You know, and when we get on our knees in prayer, in faith, God fights our battles. God fights your battles. So again, church, let's stop telling God how big our mountain is and let's tell our mountain how big our God is. If you're here today, if you've got a mountain, I'm going to ask Rhonda and Beverly to come back up here. I'm going to ask them to do that song one more time. If you've got a mountain in your life today, if there's things coming against you, we have an altar up here. I'll be glad to pray with you. I'll anoint you with oil, whatever you need. But I want you to listen to this song and listen to what it's telling you. Speak to the mountain. And that mountain must move. Speak to your mountain. Do you have a mountain today? Is there, is there a mountain in your life today that you need to get rid of? If you have a mountain, you need to speak to it. You need to speak to it. Why don't you come here to this altar? Get on your knees. Speak to that mountain and tell that mountain to move. Tell that mountain to move. And it says if you do not doubt, if you have just the faith of that of a grain of a mustard seed, that mountain will have to move. Is your faith as small as a mustard seed? That's okay. God says if, if it's like a grain of mustard seed, that he, you know, God said, give me something to work with. Give me something to work with. Give me some of your faith. Let me work with that faith. I'll build that faith. I'll make that faith stronger. Use the faith. And sometimes we may need to pray to God. God, help me in my faith. In the Bible, a man prayed that. 
He had a little son. He kept falling in the fire and falling in the water, and the devil was trying to kill him. And God asked him, do you have faith? He said, Lord, help me with my faith. What kind of faith do you have? What kind of faith do you have? Do you have faith enough to speak to your mountain and believe? When you speak to that mountain, don't doubt. As soon as you speak to that mountain, you tell that mountain to leave. Lord, I thank you that that mountain is going to move. Start praising God. Don't wait till you see the mountain move before you praise God. Praise God before you see the mountain move and show Him your faith. Ladies, would y'all go ahead and if you're here today, please, come to this altar. Come before God. Make that mountain move.